Welcome to Bridge from Nowhere, life on the far northern edge of America. Today, we're going to do something that may be the end of us. Folks, if you're a fan, <laughs> pray for us now. This could be it. This is happening. One Hot Messy Corner is back with Libby Bacalar. And I said to her, I don't think I, don't think I can make it on, on the outside. And she laughed and I said, seriously, you know, I feel like Morgan Freeman in the Shawshank Redemption. We almost kill Bob. Oh, God's sake. <laughs> Tastes like swimming pool water. <laughs> Bob, hold it in. And Lou taunts a relative. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! All coming up on Bridge from Nowhere. Maybe start with the beer. Okay. okay. Section. Welcome to Bridge from Nowhere. Ooh, a crisp and refreshing radio show. Ah, <laughs> delicious warm beer here down at mm. Man Pig Moose Moose Camp. Camp. Bob McGinnon's place. <laughs> Bob, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, thanks for uh, doing this. Thanks for inviting us to your uh, camp that seems so close to home. Yeah. Because it, it literally is. It's about 50 yards away yep. from your actual house. Yep, and you guys are welcome anytime if. I come down here and you guys are already here. That's cool. Oh, I've been sure. down here a lot. Yeah. I mean, I've just been staying out here. I oh, hope that's but, cool. Yeah, what do you think's uh, been taking a dump in the tent? <laughs> Klein! I knew. Yeah. So the nice thing about this, Bob, is that it looks like we're in the middle of nowhere. I see no buildings. It's lovely. You hear you hear a little bit of the airplane noise because the mm-hmm. airport's nearby. Every now and then you hear a golfer go, damn it! because the golf course is nearby but other than that it's just surrounded by these are what are these alders kind of in here we got alder we got sicka spruce Spruce, we have uh horsetail or equisetum if you may if you might (laughs) it's gorgeous out here and it's a little muddy this is an interesting place this is a place that is right now um benefiting from the effects of glacial rebound Let's explore. Wow, science. <laughs> Isostatic rebound. Isostatic rebound. Isn't that what it yeah. is? That's what it's called. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. legit. Yep. Okay. Thought maybe I made that up. Yeah. Kind of wild to think about like that oh. spruce tree, for instance. That's pretty early on, right? For this, or no. I, this this is maybe a couple hundred no, years no, ago. I mean, yeah, no, succession think... is like the leafy trees first. Right. Then the spruce and then the hemlock. Right. So these spruce are like early. Do you think they're the first generation of spruce that have come into this area, right? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so because all of this, all of these like alders are going to eventually be pushed out right. like in another hundred years by the spruce. Except, yeah, yeah, so, that sounds right. Yeah, my understanding is the glacier used to come out here. Yep. Like, like I think within the earliest explorations of even white people, right? Like there was like when when Cook went by here in the eighteen seventies. Could be. The glacier was all the way out here. Could be. It was out I to where the airport it. is now. That's yeah. my understanding. Yeah, well, just maybe. A few I was going to say like the 17 something. 1700s. The glacier was out. Yeah, 1770. Like out down where we are now. Yeah. 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 Well, on this the spot last like little ice now, age. Yeah. yeah. 30, 40, maybe a little bit longer, but people that are around remember the tide used to come in here. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah. all of this has got to be rising quite a bit. My neighbor's actually, house, yeah. they floated it in. 
<laughs> and then like cranked it up right out of tide line and now it's like way high and dry and a mile away from the tide so i wonder even like in the last 50 years do we know do you know how much this has rebounded up it's because it gained I've, two feet three feet i've heard like almost an inch a year yeah inch i've heard year. like a half an inch to an inch a year depending on where you are in southeast is how much the ground is rising wow so 50 inches so yeah. Yeah. wow so, so this four feet five feet going yeah, this and mud bog. This isn't gonna be a mud bog for a long. That's right. Yeah. That's my plan. <laughs> so Bob, tell tell us why you built a camp by your home. It didn't start out that way. It was just like was I need to get argument. better access <laughs> down here. It got better access, and then it's like, man, I need to start clearing out some of these trees. And then when I did that, mm-hmm. then it was like, this is cool with all these trees cleared, and it's kind of open. And I should now build a little camp down here. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a grand plan from the beginning. It wasn't but, a master but, plan. But let me ask you this. Is there now a master plan? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh so yeah. let's hear it. I got a it. lot of master gravel plans. Gravel paths. Let's hear it. Okay, here. so yeah. uh, nope, gravel paths, get the swampy taken care of. Um, stairs down over there, a zip line. Mm. I, go I got to get a zip line or two. You've already got the disc golf course going. I got the disc golf course and a sauna. There's a trampoline here. What, what's here now is a trampoline. Uh, a couple buoy swings, a fire pit, a burn barrel, picnic table, table chairs, and this big tent called a boonie barn. Yeah. The boonie barn exploration products, Salisbury and Deets, a division of Salisbury and a Deets from 1982. Plastic and here come the choppers. And here come the choppers. The choppers are coming Aye. over. Get in the chopper. chopper. Aye. They're coming. When my daughter's on the trampoline and the choppers go over, she has to, every time they come over, she has to do the chopper spin. Ah. So she jumps and like, oh, chopper, God, we got a chopper spin. And I was on it the other day and they keep coming like five at a time. Yeah. And I was getting so dizzy, I almost puked. <laughs> <laughs> chopper spin, oh, you're going in. Ah, you're not chopper spinning. <laughs> Get the next ones. And the disc golf course. So, how far out does your does your do you have rights to land out far here, or how does that go with glacial rebound, isostatic rebound I land? Think you, yeah, as it comes up, you can reclaim you that. Can. Land. You, you pick claim up that it, land. but okay. it's sure, like yeah. mean high water or something. And and his is so it's come up that it's. I mean, it's pretty defined at where your property line is. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, There's, some who was it? Some people were going around buying up the wetlands, like, hey, we yeah, it's the seal the trust. Yeah, That's right. the seal trust doing yeah, that. Yeah, the wetlands. Yeah, right. And they approached me years ago and said, hey, we'd like, and I was like, you know, I don't want to, because then if I ever want to do something, like, I don't want to mess up the wetlands, but I just don't want to sell property that I have. And now I'm stoked I didn't because I got Moose Swamp Camp. <laughs> moose Swamp <laughs> Camp. <laughs> and I put zip lines in. And like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And the kids love it, man. Oh, yeah. You know, as a they, kid, this would be amazing. Yeah. Run around the kids in the come mud. down here with their friends, and they just like all day long. No TV, no screens, and they forget all about it. Like get, you said, it feels like you're in the middle of nowhere. Get those hunchbacks from, uh, you're reversing the kid hunchback from, all the phone usage. Yeah, right. The, the, cra- the neck crane neck. They're starting to this next generation, they're all yeah, they're all hunchbacky. Yeah. <laughs> hunchbacky. Yeah. So I got plans. The sauna is going to be a that'll be cool. The sauna. Yeah. Hot tub down here too. You think? 
Uh, no, I don't think I'll go that far. No. Hot tub, de dealing with the water down here would be hard, maybe. Uh, just dump it out. I don't water. want it yeah, too white trash where it's like, oh, you got your picnic tables and your crap, but just take everything that you don't want up there down to Moose Swamp Camp. Yeah, just a, the old bed of an old truck would be a yeah, good yeah. good hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take the freezer down there. Yeah, just you need some yard pool. fridges. Yeah, you yard got the old fridge. kiddie pool sitting in there in your underwear. You need some cars with no wheels down here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying Push to manage it. Yeah. It's not too... Typical crazy. rural Alaska. That's one thing I notice about traveling in other northern countries is that for example Norway there's some places of it that reminded me of Alaska but there were no yard fridges there were no 1987 Ford F-150s with two wheels there were no car doors on the ground Tyvek? it was clean a good Tyvek over there? no Alaskan siding known as Tyvek <laughs> yeah, it was everything clean. was tidy right. and clean yeah, no garbage clean. on the roads I guess that's what happens when you Weirdos. Manage your oil properly. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. they they got the they have a lot of money. They do. Everybody had so much money that um, at the time the exchange rate was really bad. So a pint of beer was nine U.S. dollars. Yeah. Or four Norwegian Jarschnokkelargens. Yeah. Now you just got back from Ireland. I did. Yeah. <laughs> and you called Thank us. You. you called us that. Yeah, morning. we we we've got that. We're gonna hear yeah. that today as and well but my know. my liver is very hard right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it it's just a just a tight ball just, you, just... you kind of hung over when he called us that day uh yeah yeah just yeah. a little bit <laughs> you know the whiskey yeah. see one of the people i was traveling with leslie she she loved the whiskey and she i think she uh out drank everyone else wow very good whiskey year mm -hmm. the devil. impressive yeah yeah did she drink it out of a jar well, just chicken wing that thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. just chicken Paper wing. Paper bag. <laughs> Put it up on the side and go. <laughs> well, it's fun. It's kind of interesting when you travel. Like I was just, I was just down in Ketchikan. Very similar. Southeast Alaska, the communities are similar to Juneau, but different in a lot of ways too. Ketchikan to me seems somehow a little bit more picturesque than Juneau in some ways. How so? There's a, there's a, there's a kind of gritty <laughs> nature to it too, as well. I mean, there's a bit of a it's, yes. I don't. Feels like you're not listening. I'm listening. I was drinking some beer. Yeah, I was trying to paint an audio picture of Ketchikan. Yeah. I actually agree. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. You guys brought three beers. I know. Well, I. By the rough. way, yeah. by you this guys, you done. mean I brought three beers. Yeah. Yeah. These guys brought no beers. I know. And then yeah. I was like, I brought one beer. He brought oh, yeah, some Lou beer. Brought a I won't beer. bring yeah. any down. Yeah. Anyways, uh, mm -hmm. put some in this stein. There's none. There's like none. Oh. There's none. There's none. He's got some. Bob. All right. <laughs> I mean, you can have this, but it's not beer anymore. It's just what's in the Yeah. Man, I noticed that way too late. If only we were close to a Safeway or something. <laughs> or a, a house that had, <laughs> or a house. Yeah, that had actual beer. beer in the, no, but we're God. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, where are we out? Mm. If we just called yeah. for help. <laughs> Let's, so I did a thing yesterday, by the way, that you were invited to, but you didn't make it to, where a friend of ours dug a big hole in the ground and cooked a giant like 15 pound meat ball in it what I've a meat ball that. like a roast like a like a like a big meat roast in a hole dug a hole in the ground somewhere in juno i won't say where why do you have to dig a hole because that's how he wanted to cook it well, oh. and then you put the fire on top of it <laughs> no he put he made a fire and then he took the coals and he put the coal he like dug a hole and he made rocks and made like a square hole and then he put coals in there yeah and then he wrapped this meat in like 
foil and burlap and he put it in there. Then you bury it and then you leave forever. And then he buried it. <laughs> you wait for a bear to dig it out. No, and he buried it and he put a sign that said science experiment. Please do not disturb like on a piece of paper and put it next to it because it was just a bunch of dirt that someone had obviously dug up that morning. And then like five hours later we had delicious and delicious whole meat. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard that with like five hours later, like four, maybe four hours, four and a half hours later. Yeah, he had a meat thermometer. He put in there and he like ran the thing up out of the hole to next to it. I've had that with a pig, and I've had that with oysters. I've heard that with clams and oysters and stuff. I'd never had it with just like a fifteen pound meat. Meat, I've never heard that. I've never had it, but I've seen it with like animal heads. Oh, right, where they take the whole head and put it in there, and everybody's like, I don't know, and then the, the. I saw a show, and these guys were like, this is delicious. Like, this is wow. the way to cook. What's on uh, an animal head that you can eat? Well, usually the, you the don't. The lips. Oh. Right? But it, it, they do it, and they dig the hole, and then and then it, like, flakes off like a, you know, like a little roast. I mean, basically everything in that bratwurst you just ate was animal head. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> of course. Yeah. It's just <laughs> not just Not just head. Snouts. Even the yeah. jalapenos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was great. I was super impressed. Yeah. yeah. Very Alternative delicious. ways of cooking food here in Alaska. Yes. All right, we'll hear more. Bridge from Nowhere. from nowhere andy here jamie's here and libby backlar is here and this is one hot messy corner of bridge from nowhere working title i I don't think that's a good title title. that's our working title (laughs) it's not a good title no we'll figure it out libby the author of the one hot mess blog over in douglas alaska across the bridge douglas is most famous blogger (laughs) (laughs) west juno let's get even more specific wj wj in the house west side's most famous (laughs) blogger (laughs) not even south douglas I mean, can't go that right. far. Right. Well, yeah. so good bloggers just, in South Douglas. Just Wodo. Yeah. yeah. Wodo. She's no Sodo. Sodo's got a whole other <laughs> thing going on. Sodo's got a whole other thing happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Libby, you brought a couple here to talk about today, which is cool. I did. And so we were, we've been talking a little bit about, like, early ones that you've – were there ones that you felt early on, like, uh, when you started writing the blog, like, oh, I'm really onto something here, or I really feel like this is something I want to – you know what I mean? Like, was there were there moments of that, or did you just like feel great about it from the start, and just like, oh, this is terrific, I just want to keep doing it? I kind of just felt great about it yeah. from the start, and just made sure that I had something to write about every day. I mean, and do you? Yeah, I make myself have something, whether right. I have it or not. I just make myself have it, yeah. and that's what you kind of have to do. I mean, like, I guess you know they're not all number one hits, maybe. No, right? they're not all good either. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. and they would actually benefit from. So the medium itself is very. Um, by design, rushed, and to some extent, rough. And it's not a carefully crafted, edited, honed down product. Do you have an editor at all? No. Do you edit them at all yourselves, or you just kind of write them and post them? I kind of write them and post them. Um, When I read them to my husband, who's a professional writer, he is extremely critical of them usually. <laughs> that's tough, and says, right? You know, and that's not the exercise. Yeah, right? that's it's not like what it could you benefit want. from this, it could benefit from that, and I, and I recognize that. But it's the medium that I'm operating in is 
And you're a like, you know what, Jeff? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. And then, right. there's a, then there's a post about that. No. Oh, Jeff, yeah. again, no, with, the, that. with yeah. the grammar. I'm oh, married God. to a douchebag. No, <laughs> no. He's, he knows what he's doing. I he, hate the Oxford he's got, comma. He's got the craft down. <laughs> yeah. So I try not to have a lot no, of typos. he knows his stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, he knows his stuff, and so it's like, you know, and he's right. He's right about a lot of his criticisms, mm-hmm. but I... You know, because of the pace that I do it at and, you know, that I'm sharing it, it is social media. I mean, it's social yeah. media to begin with, and then it's distributed on social media. And so it's not, you know, going into the Norton anthology of American literature. It's just ramblings. And so it, that's the kind of editing it gets. It it's gets, also of that style. I mean, that's a style. You know, that's a style that's different than other kinds of writing. Right. It's and definitely it's, not. And it's the your voice style. and it needs to be your you know, so I can see that that you But it probably yeah. lends itself sometimes to a little more authenticity probably and a little more like visceral this is what I mean, I find when I write stuff, if I go back and edit them, oftentimes it loses some of that. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean it's certainly it lo- it loses some of that for sure. It could benefit from editing, but I do think that a big piece of it is spontaneity and when you it's just not the kind of thing that I'm going to go – I don't have time or, the, or yeah. the resources to go back and, like, really edit each one. It's just, like, I'm going to do this every day. Here's what's on my mind. Here's what increasingly has been in the news or problematic to me. You know, I'm going to, you know, have a take on this and just do, like, a little hot take every day on, you know, whatever I'm thinking about or whatever's happening out in the world. So you or, did one that you said was related to the Shawshank Redemption. I did. Okay. And it's sort of like an analogy about how— Is this how one that's readable? It's, it's like, readable. You, can we, I think can I could read it? it. I think yeah. we could do it. Yeah, I think I could do it. I love it. A dramatic reading A now. dramatic reading. And I by have the it author. By the author. <laughs> so should I just start reading I it? I think so. okay. you should yeah. just start All reading right. it. All right, because yeah. I, I probably should get to where I need to go. But okay, well, I, yeah, we want to hold ti- you up. No, it's fine. I mean, so the, <laughs> the title of this, you know, because I have, like, these kids, right, and, like, they're at God knows where right now, and so I have to deal with <laughs> Running around anyway. in a field, maybe. Yeah. Running around in a field. field. Yeah, I think they're just I saw feral. some kids. Yeah, they're, they're just feral. Out, yeah. They're running feral. Yeah. Anyway. Catching birds. They're actually with Jeff right now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm slowly yeah. losing childcare capital as we speak. But um, so this one is called Alaska as Shawshank Redemption, and it's essentially an analogy between, uh, well, I'll just read it and you'll see. Um, toward the end of the film, The Shawshank Redemption, Morgan Freeman's character, Red, who has spent most of his adult life in a state penitentiary in Maine, says shortly after he's released on parole, there's a harsh truth to face. No way I'm going to make it on the outside. All I want is to be back where things make sense. I have a confession to make. I secretly feel this exact same way every time I leave Alaska for any extended period of time. In Alaska, outside has a capital O, and it means any non-Alaska location. I'm not trying to say that Alaska is like prison, not at all, or at least not to me. I'm only saying that every time I leave Alaska, I feel like red on parole, like I'm not going to make it, and all I want is to be back where things make sense. Every year I take a few trips outside, and each year I discover something new and weird has cropped up in my absence. One time it was the iPhone, then came Groupon, then it was Uber and Lyft, Sometimes it's a hot new toy I've never heard of, like Shopkins or Hatchimals, which is not to say that savvy people paying attention here in Alaska haven't heard of this stuff or we're all hicks living under a rock or something. It's just to point out that certain trends are slow to catch on here if they catch on at all. And if you're not paying attention, you can find yourself in a situation 
where your friend offers to call you a lift in Seattle, and when you ask him what that is, he literally asks you if you're from another planet. And that actually happened to, to my husband, Jeff. Somebody asked him, can I call you a lift? And he's like, what is that? And my friend is like, <laughs> are you in England? where what is that? are you from? Yeah. Um, and I noticed it with my kids, too. They don't have the words for it, but their Alaska-based cluelessness shows in the observations they make. Um, we were in Maine, or I think it was Atlanta, actually, for a wedding. And my daughter, Paige, said, this town has a Waffle House and a Taco Bell. And it's dark outside in June and stuff like that. <laughs> I was having dinner at uh, one of my uh, Juno friends' uh, houses last night. I call her my, one of my sister wives because that's, you know, we just trade off our kids and do all, you know, do each other's laundry and stuff like that. And we were washing dishes and talking about the Northeast where we both grew up. And, you know, both of us have spent our entire adult lives and our lives as parents here. And I said to her, I don't think I, don't think I can make it on, on the outside. And she laughed. And I said, seriously, you know, I feel like Morgan Freeman in the Shawshank Redemption. And we both admitted we were a little bit scared of four-lane highways and giant strip malls now. Um, and another friend also born and raised on the East Coast and who's also lived her adult life in Alaska um, described it once like this, which is just perfect. And she said, you know, every time I'm, I'm back East, I, I just want to go back to my moldy cocoon. And, you know... <laughs> As I prepare for one of several annual sojourns to the East Coast this summer, her words echo in my head because before I even leave the tarmac in Juneau, my moldy cocoon beckons and Morgan Freeman's, word, Morgan Freeman's words just echo in my head that there's a harsh truth to face and there's no way I'm going to make it on the outside. And all I want is to be back where things make sense. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. That's great. So I thought that would be. It's so true. It's oh, God, so it's so true. true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I grew up on the East Coast, too. I grew up in the Boston area and, you know, you, and then and then Florida and, you know, you, you, yeah, driving and you're around all, all the craziness. It. So But bad. that was 27 years ago. Right. Well, I, I, you know, I haven't been out. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've visited. <laughs> sure. I get visitation rights. Yeah, visitation rights. Exactly. You're out on parole. I have but you not. You go back to the inside. <laughs> and it is. You really do. It's you. So much feel like country mouse. You do. Walking Little around. Country mouse. Yeah. Head, yeah. You, you start yeah. looking up at the tall buildings. You're just rusty. You're rusty yes. in that whole universe. And you're never there long enough to get unrusty. Yeah. Like right when true. I start to feel like I kind of got this. Yeah, and then yeah. I come home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. And you're so happy to be back. And my, yeah. my sister lived in Manhattan for 20 plus years and lives in L.A. now and San Fran for a little while. And so she's so urban and so down. So she like literally if I visit her and walking around with her, I'll get slapped like four or five times in the shoulder. You know, like don't hey, do that. What are you doing? Like, pay attention. Like, don't, what are you doing? I forget that I can't don't smile do that. and wave at people and stuff yeah, like walk that. Walk in front yeah. of cars and they'll stop. I have to get I get yeah. my like whole New York mode into No, my totally. Mode. I go around saying hi to people in New York. Yeah, it's a like weird for the thing. first day. I'm like, hey, how's it yeah. going? Hey. And people are like, I get, I, know. I get my subway <laughs> face Andy's on. in the paper. Yeah. yeah, I know. I try and get my subway face on where I just like, don't look at anybody, no. put your earphones yep. in, go in your little. And you have to do that in an urban environment because you would have no privacy otherwise. Yeah, it's too much incoming yeah, in a place like that. Too much input. Yeah. So, All right. Well, anyway. that's the Shawshank Redemption. Douglas style. West, Douglas style. West WJ style. WJ. We do. We do. We do. West do. <laughs> I'm Jewish. We do. <laughs> 
<laughs> we do. We do. That's a little on PC. A little, I feel yeah. like I can legit say that because I am Jewish, <laughs> so I can totally be from We Do. Okay, we just can't right. repeat it. Yeah, yeah right. We'll, I won't say it anymore. Um, well, uh, next time, next time I can read you guys. Learn to let go of fear by ah. doing really dumb shit in Alaska. Very good. Nice. Yeah. I love that sounds it. great. A teaser. Whole, like, yeah, it's a teaser. Nice. The learn to let go of fear thing is like. I like to like pick up on these trends like in in language. I'm really interested in language and slang and like trendy words. So like I hear things and it's like own your truth and like be on your journey and like <laughs> let I did a whole thing about the journey. I can't stand that word. Like let go of fear, <laughs> like learn to like, you know, love self-care. There's like always these like buzzwords, you know? Yeah. So like the learn to let go of fear thing stuck in my mind one day and I'm like, I'm gonna write a learn to let go of fear by doing really dumb dish in Alaska. And I did sort of this, and I'll read it next time, but it's like this one one through five things about all the dumb stuff you can do and basically get yourself killed. So it's like, if you want to get, if you want to be afraid, here's what you need to do. Let it go. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much around here. Yeah. It's like, no. go in the ice caves and you hear a big crack and yeah, you learn to let you go. go of your anyway. Libby Backlar, thanks so much. One hot mess right here. On British for Nowhere. So exciting to yes, have this feature. Thank you, happening. Libby. Straight out of yeah. Wee Jail. Straight out of Wee Jail. <laughs> from nowhere we're in the lovely camp space of bob mckinnon and we're going to perform a culinary and science experiment lou Mm -hmm. lou has uh and and also a historic experiment this is we have beer we have an amazingly special piece of alaskan brewing history history here with us we have a beer from prinsbrow which was a brewery in the 70s in anchorage I believe they were German, and they came into Anchorage and got all these investors, and but they didn't uh, they didn't do so well. They started a brewery in the seventies, and unlike craft breweries that people are familiar with now, I work for a craft brewery called Alaskan Brewing, and uh, there's all these great craft brewers out there. Prinsbrow came in earlier. They started operations from 1976. They were only in business until 79. But their whole business concept was to brew essentially the same beer that you were buying if you were buying Budweiser or Schlitz or Hams or Pabst or any of those beers. So they were just brewing a German-style lager. And so they didn't really have a way to differentiate themselves too much with the other beers that were already out there. On their label, though, it does say the only one brewed with pure Alaska water. Yeah. Which is interesting. Right. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And it's true. They had great water and... They're in the Anchorage area. Alaska water is really good. Boy, that is a manky-ass looking beer, by the way. Right? It's a cool <laughs> label. It has a German kind of looking influence. Yeah, now, this is still full of beer. Now, this, what we're getting at here is that we're going to taste. Are we going to taste this beer? We're going to taste a 40-year-old, <laughs> nearly 38, possibly, year old yep. beer in a bottle. Live on the air, or live-ish. Yeah, it could be 41 years old, yeah, for all yeah, we know. Yeah, we don't exactly this, know how old it is. We just know it's a... Is this something your dad had, or where'd you get this? I got this from Pat Race's dad, Mike Race. Oh, he had a bunch Mike. of these in his uh, attic or something. 
and he said, how about a prince brow? How about a prince brow? Now listen, if it was in the attic, it was away from light, mm-hmm. if it was kept per- pretty cold, it's possible this is still drinkable. The first thing will be really interesting. It's got a twist-off yep. cap, and those weren't great for oh, holding on to no. carbonation. It's also possible this will be the last episode of Prince <laughs> from Nowhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> folks, if you're a fan... Pray for us now. <laughs> this could be it. This is happening. All right, we're gonna. Open if you it. hear nothing but and dead air, <laughs> we're gonna it. do an. Op- we're gonna do this now. I, I would also say that I am an official beer judge. Oh, you are. Andy yeah. is. What is that? BJ. BJCP certified judge. And that, I, that doesn't have anything to do with sexual. No, it does this. This certification does not. And then you are also something to do with Cicero, right? Is that I'm that? also a Cicerone of just a first-level Cicerone, which mm. is actually fairly easy. So does Andy get one of the Steins then with these beautiful so beer So, Andy, tell us here. what BJCP means. Uh, beer Judging Certification Program. Okay, so yeah. he, Andy knows how to judge a beer. Yeah. And right. Andy needs the Stein. Andy needs a Stein. I'm going to actually opt for oh, a glass because I want to see too. how it yes. looks. Oh, well, I'll I'm taking here. the Alaska oh, Moose buddy. Stein then, Bob. All right. You guys should have this the Stein. This is living oh. right here. <laughs> you guys These are official 1976 <laughs> German Stein. So 70s oh. German beer. Should so you guys might have a good German amount of Stein. Good amount of lead in there for the taste. Mm. Yep. I love me some lead. All right. We're, we're going to get the microphone here to see if the opening actually pops a little here. Okay, here we here go. Here we go. Ooh, it was a little bit. Oh. <laughs> Let me smell that. Oh. <laughs> oh, jeez. It smells like sherry. It smells like sherry, which is makes sense. Oxidation, oxidation on a beer will smell like sherry. And uh, it doesn't Ooh. smell great. It smells kind of good to me, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. got a, it's got smells like alcohol. Yeah, right, Andy. <laughs> sure I'm it giving Andy like the first pour. Rubbing alcohol. Here we go. First pour of a Prince Brow from 1979. I'm taking a picture of it while he wow, pours look at it. Wow, the color of it. it doesn't look bad. No. There's no carbonation. It's a Oops. Flat. Oh. oh, spill. And you get your photo. I'm getting it. Yeah. Yes. It looks great. Ugh. That looks All like right. Mississippi Ooh. mud. It's very, yes. it's, it's got a lot of floaters in it. Prinsbrow doesn't cause blindness, probably. <laughs> okay. or, or at least didn't originally. Hit me up, Lou, in the Alaska <laughs> Moose Stein. It does, it's got, yeah, there's some floaters in it. Oh, there. there's yeah. floaters, yeah. Poor Bob, he's going to get the very end of this. Oh, wow. That's a lot of dregs. Best slash and of all of us here, yeah. Bob's the least beer drinker, right? Yep. You're yep. like, you're not the one who, you don't live on beer alone. I know this is going to be bad already. Oh, you dumped it all in. Oh, wow. you went for all of it in Bob there. gets the most. <laughs> ain't the worst thing I drink. Oh, okay. Man, Prince Bro. Really? really? All right, guys. Cheers. Here we go. Uh, Fellas. Woo. Score. Bottoms up. Oh, God. oh, oh God. God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like swimming pool water. <laughs> oh, Bob, own it in. Oh, Bob. Oh, Bob. I got it. I got it. Oh, that was, that oh. was a real gag. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. It tastes like swimming pool water. Oh, I'm going in for round Bob, two. Take a, wow. Bob, take a deep inhale and tell, oh. tell us what you smell. Jeez. <sighs> right now? No, in the smell your side. No, no. No, man. he doesn't want to, man. He just gagged. It's make it easy sweet. on him. I smell that sherry sweet cardboard. Sherry, wet. Yeah. Super sherry, super Sick cardboard. Yeah. I almost uh, puked. Sickening. <laughs> yeah. That was very close. It's good radio. <laughs> now, <laughs> this... It's, 
It doesn't taste like what it used to. No. It used to I just taste not. like a like yeah. a pap. Water yeah. they went under. It didn't used to taste like swimming pool water. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what it didn't say on the label. Yeah. The uh, only one made with swimming, swimming pool, pool water. Oh. Here, Alaska the, the, the swimming dog, pool water. The dog here is licking where I kind where of spit, spit some of Nice. Oh, Good Nova. dog. Good dog, Nova. <laughs> that's perfect for dogs. Well, that's our review like of it. Prince Brow. Um, I would say it's got a sherry, many yeah, sherry very notes. sherry. A sweet, chlorine. syrupy. Oxidized. Chlorine flavor. Oxidized cardboard. With a lot of uh, You get chlorine. It, it, the taste didn't hit you until a second or two after it went down. And then it hit I don't know. Hard. It reminds me of when I used to swim in the pool when I was a kid, and I opened my mouth underwater. That's, <laughs> that's my you're swimming behind. That's <laughs> yeah, hard to know. An old, old drunk lady <laughs> who was just <laughs> sweating out <Yeah>. sherry. <laughs> that's a good review. It was a small pool. A uh, taste <laughs> of an old drunk lady swimming in a municipal pool yeah. in Minnesota. Drunk off of yeah. sherry. Well, I would have to say that we probably, by about 10 years, are the latest people to drink yeah. a Prinzbrow. By the way, I give it a 14 out of 10. <laughs> <Yeah. Yes. laughs> Just, if we're doing stars or scoring. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Like, Here's the actual thing. As a beer judge, uh -huh. when I do beer judging competitions, homebrew, you have to drink every beer. Oh. Even if they're awful, and Ooh. some homebrews oh. are awful. And you have to be able to say... You have to be able to score them and give constructive criticism. Wow, because you're just helping well, them out. Because you're okay, trying to help so them. Speaking of homebrew, by the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. we got a homebrew coming up. we got some up. solid homebrew I've here. Got, we got yeah. a lot more to drink here. Yeah. yeah let's get rid of this. So let's get rid of the, the Prinzbrow. Yeah. Uh, everyone, hey, thanks I, so much. I already drank all of mine. You drank yours. Yeah. Well done. It was a good childhood memory. I did not drink. <laughs> you drank <laughs> <laughs> I did. Mine's all gone. Miss, Miss, oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Old, mine's all gone. Old Mrs. McPherson. Old swimming pool sherry lady. Good times. <laughs> and uh yeah that's uh that's our beer tasting here on bridge from yeah. nowhere Terrible gag reflex, like dog food. Like, like uh, I can't shotgun beers. I remember that, I Bob. Yeah. Years ago, I, you tried shotgunning one. You, you, we were on a boat, and you, it went in, and it just came right out. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. like a one out of probably good. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's Every other one, thing. maybe I'll yeah. keep down. But I, and I'll, I'll, I'll shotgun. But this is what's going to happen. My uncle, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to reset, and then forewarned is forearmed. Yeah. My uncle yeah. Kevin has a has a terrible gag reflex. His gag reflex is so bad that we can remind him of things that happened in the past, and he'll start gagging. Hey, Kevin, remember that time you left those fish heads in your freezer for th in your cooler for three days, and it sat in your car in the sun, and then you opened it up, and it hit you in the face, and you started gagging. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! And then, and then the stank—it smelled so bad you could see it was like heat waves. <laughs> Kevin, remember that one time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we uh, or just like, we let him know. Kevin, you wouldn't believe what we saw. We just drove over here, right? <laughs> Roadkill maggots. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> so funny. Now, does he actually throw up? No, he just wretches. He just wretches. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost worse. That's worse. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, just throwing up isn't so bad, but retching. I don't know. 
I think throwing up's pretty bad. Well, but uh, I think two, I could, if, of the two, I'll I'd take, take retching. I'll take throwing up. I would I not. No, I, I mean, take throwing, throwing up because it's like when you're done, you're like, ah, yeah, it's okay, satisfying. Clean. It has some sort of result. <laughs> satisfying, yeah, yeah, right. But it burns, it. man. Uh, actual retching like, gets up in your nose. I'm with retching, Andy like, here. It hurts like from the shoulders down to the gut, though, to me. Like, well, that's retching. dry heaves. That's different than retching. Well, that's a lot like what retching is like, though. Yeah, What's the difference between a dry heave and a retch? I think a retch is that thing of like it's the first like... And then you're okay. You don't quite throw up. So then what's a dry heave? Dry heave is you've thrown up everything you can possibly throw up, yeah. and then your body still makes you continue hmm. to clench your Like when abs. you have the norovirus. Right. I know. Oh. I, yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty bad. Yeah, oh. that's steel. the worst. Yeah, that's, that's the worst. That's, that's the, the worst. worst. Because you've already vomited. And you sweat. <laughs> and, you're just like, and you're like saying, I, I remember being in states like that and just like, say, like yelling at my own body. Like, yeah. I'm done already. Like, there's no more. <laughs> what more do you want, yeah. man? Stop! I remember that and feeling like <laughs> like fluid was coming out of my eyeballs because yeah, like, there was so much pressure. Right. Oh, just... right. Yeah. yeah, awful. Really bad. Yeah, really miserable. God, what the body does to us. I know. Well, I think well, we've... Well, kind of what we do to the body. Well, we've done to the body, too. I guess. Yeah, this is I mean, the problem. I'm not sure I hold the body responsible for my norovirus. <laughs> or my dry heaves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, all right. Dry heaving and retching on Bridge from Nowhere. Bridge from Nowhere. Bodily As science. Usual. Science. Next, we go back a little bit in time a couple weeks ago. Lou was in Ireland, and we spoke to him while he was there. Well, we finished a bottle of whiskey and went down to the beach that's just a walk from here. And it's a huge beach and there's no one there. Bunch of sand. I ran into the water. Andrew drew a big wiener on the beach. It's nice, like you do. Ireland. Uh -huh. Just being Americans in a foreign land. Just being Americans. Yeah, vomiting all over the beach. America. Taking a dump in the water. <laughs> Jeez. America was here. <laughs> <laughs> Should have written that under the wiener. <laughs> USA, USA. You having fun? Yeah, yeah. It's uh great views everywhere. That's the main thing I notice that everywhere you look looks like a postcard. Yeah, I like that one picture you sent on the coast there, wherever that was. Dingle, right? Yeah. We've been in the western area and it's it's been amazing. Yeah. That's the way to be. Rainbows and, and, and millions of sheep. You haven't been in, have you been by any, um, by any like, uh, graveyards while you've been in Dingle? Actually, uh, there's one just down the road where we're at, and there's a, an old collapsed church with uh, ivy growing all over it. And there's some... You know why I ask? Because that's where the Dingled are buried. Oh, <laughs> There's lots of dingles buried here. <laughs> lots of dingles buried there. But there's some old grave site here, and I actually found human bones. Wow. Just exposed yeah. human bones? Yeah, just exposed human bones. Wow. Br bringing those back? <laughs> I don't because... see a problem with that. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I guess uh, sir, there's not a lot of room there, and they may have dug in the same spot or something. Tough in customs, but I don't. You might be able to get around customs technically. Yeah, it's not food. I'm not bringing back food. <laughs> I'm bringing back the bones of Irishmen. Yikes! 
We're going to grind him into dust and make him into a magic potion. <laughs> so what else have you been up to? Well, uh, we went bike riding around the Dingle Peninsula. Oh, I like the Dingle Peninsula. I've been there. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, tr- kind of treeless, cliffs, uh, old prehistoric sites. The, the crazy thing here are the roads. So the roads are super narrow and windy. And in the, in the U.S., they would be a speed limit of about 35. Here, they're two lanes, and they go about 50 to 60 on this windy country road that you can barely pass two cars by. So it's nerve-wracking. And you drive on the left-hand side, and most of the cars are manuals, and the shifter is in the middle, so you got to use your left hand. Are you driving? No, Andrew is. Uh, yeah. yeah, the left-hand shifter, though, that's tough. And it feels to me like it's the perfect scenario for you. I think for a lefty, it's the way to go. Well, uh, the cars here aren't expensive to rent, but it it, uh, it was expensive to add a second driver, so I, I'm not really allowed to. But uh, I might I might take it down a country road here. Well, you're not allowed to draw dicks on the beach either, but you did it. Actually, those are encouraged here. <laughs> <laughs> Who put that fucking dong on the beach? It's lovely. Just lovely. It's a lovely Yeah, there's signs on the beach that says, Before leaving, please draw penis. Yes. Or actually, here they, here they just say, Cock and balls. Cock and balls. Cock and balls. Um, it's called a dong leaving. So where have you been so far? Like you were on the Dingle Peninsula and Dingle Town, but like have you been elsewhere too? I was in Dublin just for a day, less than a day, and then I took a shuttle to Loch Derg. Loch Derg. Loch Derg. You gonna? Did you buy a Derg there? I did not buy a Derg, but there was a place called a Derg House, which was a bar, I think. But I missed all that. I came in the last day that they had this riverboat on the on the. uh, on the river Shannon, so we were we stopped at a few places on the on the lake, hit a pub and listened to some uh, traditional music where they had some whistles <laughs> and drums and and bagpipe and all that stuff, fiddle, guitar. Hey, can you play a little more whistle? Let's see if I can play something. Lou Logan on the on the, on the Irish tin, penny whistle. On the tin whistle, yes. Here's a tune I wrote. Here's a tune I wrote called Way Too Itchy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was good, Lou. That was, that was haunting. It was yeah. just haunting. Yes. <laughs> Stirred me. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well done. Any other fun souvenir things? Have you, have you run on anything you really either wanted or that you got? Yeah, whiskey, but we keep drinking it all. Just good Irish whiskey? Yeah, yeah, and uh, a bunch of Guinness, of course. Is the, is the whiskey stuff you've heard of before, or is it just kind of like small batch? This stuff I've heard of before, of course, Jameson, Tullamore Dew, but uh, Red Breast. But I've never heard of Powers. Powers. Yeah. Yeah, around here a lot. And uh, one we finished last night. I can't remember what the hell it was called. That means it was good. I, yeah. I think the the biggest souvenir I might bring back might be liver failure or cirrhosis. <laughs> alcoholism. It's a tradition. Well done. Even even more alcoholism for me. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen any dolphins? We did. We actually went out dingo 
yesterday and uh, paid 15 euro each and went out in the bay and this dolphin comes up. This dolphin named Fungi. Fungi. I saw Fungi when I was there in 2000 and... No, 1995. Yeah, he's uh, getting old, but he, he came up to the boats and swam next to him and, and jumped out a little bit. It's an individual, all the it's an individual dolphin in Dingle. Yeah, well, there's 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 this particular dolphin that's been coming up to all the tour boats for years. And you sit out there and he eventually shows up and, uh, I don't know, swims by. All the photos make it look like he does flips and jumps and hits people in the face with his tail and stuff, but... Mostly he just kind of pops out of the water next to the boat, and it's it's kind of weird. I don't know why he does it. Maybe he's an outcast or something. Yeah, why does it? Why would an animal do that? I think it was, I can't remember when I was there, it was something about, like, either it was in the bay with his mother, and his mother, it was like, it's been doing it since it was like a baby dolphin, basically. Wow. And somehow, like, at least this is what I remember, and it was... It was in there with its mother, and its mother died, and it was just around people, and that was kind of how it survived, or what? But well, you were on. Yeah. You did boat tours for years uh, here in uh, the Juno area. Were there any particular animals, like in a summer, that would continually show behavior like that that you knew uh, of? Or? Um, not really. Yeah. I mean, there were animals that were curious about the boat, sea lions and and orcas, um, but not like a specific individual. Right. Yeah. That's the. I mean, that's the sort of really the thing. Unusual. I mean, there are individual whales around here that you can identify, but no, this one because dolphins are usually super social too. This one never found a group or anything like that. So it's sort of like its group are the humans who come out every day and stare at it. Yeah. It's sad, really. Don't you think? Well, yeah. I mean. I don't know. Well, I mean, life. It's, it's found, it's, it, it found its niche of uh, looking at Germans, and I don't know. Could be worse. So it's it's kind of funny. I, it's kind of funny watching the people because uh, they get super excited, and they all rush to one side of the boat or the other. So the boat kind of lists back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> got any uh, any tales of good food? A weird food or pie? Any pies? Ooh, we went to a pub and had, we did have a fish pie, which was, uh, one of the guys thought it was going to be like a stereotypical pie shape, but it's more of a soup with a, uh, mashed potatoes on top, and then they kind of bake the top of that. Like a shepherd's pie. Yeah. Yeah, like a shepherd's pie. I mean, like... Uh, I, I, I had blood sausage. Yeah. I had rashers, which Ooh, are kind of like... like American bacon, but five times wider. Will you bring me back some rashers of bacon? I miss them so. Oh, excuse me, sir. You can't bring this in here. Oh, this is for Jamie. Oh, carry on. Carry on. How many rashers have you had, would you estimate, since you've been there? Uh, only two. Oh. Irish breakfast, right? You go and get the Irish breakfast every morning? That's right, yes. The full Irish. Fried potatoes, or the fried tomatoes? Yes, and a little side of beans, the pudding. Two, two pieces of sausage, the strange pudding, uh, uh, a shot of whiskey, and... <laughs> oh, wait, no, they didn't have that. I bet you're having some good tea while you're there. Hello, governor! Right? Isn't <laughs> oh, that's, Irish... that's not a British... That's a British thing. Uh, Irish tea is amazing. It is, yeah. Uh, there's one called berries, and there's one called lions, but uh, it's some pretty strong stuff. Good, it needs to be, man. Mm. After all yeah, the whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Need one right oh, now. We've got, we've got heads. Do you have? <laughs> but a the reason that yeah. the reason I'm late calling you, it's it's the morning here right now, and uh, oh hi, someone's here. <laughs> Is because uh, 
I had to sleep with earplugs in because I could hear some sheep in the background and they keep me up. Sheep? Where are you staying? We're staying in Stradbally. Like, are you in a farmhouse or what? Kind of. It's an old. <laughs> it's an old cottage that was converted into a. Uh, you guys just. <laughs> Airbnb. Oh, so, cool. Saw an empty barn and went for it. <laughs> or you could just sleep out in the sheep field. But uh, yeah, I, I slept through an alarm and woke everyone else up. Uh, because <laughs> of the goddamn sheep. Everyone. Yeah. Oh, because oh, Man. you had your earplugs in. Yeah. I see. Yeah, and and other assorted plugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, because I'm used to them. Yeah. Can't sleep. But you guys, Can't sleep. You com- need that plug. Comfort's at home. You need those plugs in. Yeah. Yeah. So how about music? Have you, what kind of music have you seen? Also, I bring uh, bed bugs because I'm used to those. Oh, good. Sleep. Yeah. Make it like home. Good dudes. Oh, music. We've been listening to a lot of uh, the traditional stuff. And in, in Dingle, they got 52 bars or something. And so... Every night they have some sort of group come in, and there's some really good guitarists and a, a, a good Irish bagpipe player. One of the girls calls it uh, armpit bagpipes because they put it The Yulian pipe or whatever? Yulian or Illin pipe. I don't know how to say it. I don't it. know how to say it either, yeah. But you uh, inflate it with your elbow, and you and the other arm uh, squeezes the bag, or maybe it just holds the bag, and then... Uh, your left foot plays the chanter, and uh, your scrotum blows into it. Yeah. What does it sound like? Can you give us a little... Uh... It sounds like... That's it's got almost, uh, Is that right? almost Is that... Uh, like a duck quack sound more than the real full bagpipe. Highland Scottish What did you bagpipe. think it sounded like, Jamie? Well, I remember it like when you play it like in a long way it's like that kind of more haunting sound like you know when you watch when you watch like a a movie about an irish cop who's died in new york and they're marching down the street and that kind of like kind of stuff maybe i'm wrong i thought that was scottish no i mean the irish they do they definitely sound different yeah okay i don't know i just thought it was unresolved lou's there we'll go with lou yeah so you've been seeing that mostly yeah more like Pretty funky. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like Joe Walsh's guitar, you know, or Peter Frampton. <laughs> that mostly been in the pub, Lou? Yeah, we've we've only watched some in pubs. You got a favorite pub? Um What? Huh? Huh? <laughs> uh what? there's there's been a good they they're all they're all good. They're all good. You got a favorite name of a pub? Dick Max. <laughs> it's good. There's not like the old says, slap and tickle. <laughs> it says, "Where is Dick Max?" on the and it uh, on on the door. It says, "Where is Dick Max?" across from the church. Where is the church across from Dick Max? Nice. But a lot of them have these little side rooms. You go in, then you can go off to one side or the other. And it's it's an old, it looks like someone's old room, reading room or something. There's a fireplace, uh, a bookshelf, and you're just off into your own little sidebar. It's nice, right? Like the snug, right? Yeah, and then and then it looks like it was built in the 1840s or something. Isn't some of that because back in the day the ladies and the men couldn't drink together? I think that's Iran. Oh, 
Not I, I ran land. I think like a long time ago. I'm not talking about like last week. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's in Ireland. Ireland. Where are you? Another interesting, another interesting place about Ireland is the more west you go, the more there's uh, the Gaelic language. And then we were at a pub that no tourists ever really go to. We went outside the tourist zone. And uh, there's just some old dude there drinking a Guinness. And we asked him uh, what he does. The bartender said he lived out on the uh, where we biked at. And we asked him what he did, and he said that he's a sheep farmer. But they have such a heavy brogue, those old guys from the rural areas. You cannot really understand them. Oh, top of top of What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm from Alaska. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do like uh, uh, the hamburgers. So I don't know what they're saying sometimes. I just you just nod and smile. It's kind of a one-way conversation there. <laughs> nice. Oh. What do you guys got coming up that you're doing? You know, I actually don't know what the hell we're doing next. I'm I'm not in charge of the uh the schedule. I'm just I'm just along for the ride. Something has anything surprised you since you've been there about what it's like there? There's fewer redheads than I thought there'd be. Oh, less gingers. But I think maybe more of them might be in the northern part, but I'm not sure. We're in the southwest. Hmm. And uh, any, what's the most exotic thing you've eaten? The most exotic thing I've eaten. Like the weirdest. Honestly, there hasn't been too much weird stuff. No mutton? No. Uh... No. Oh, we did get fish and chips, and instead of little pieces of fish, like the scraps or whatever they usually, the sweepings that they usually use in, in, in the U.S., they gave us a whole fillet that was fried. That's nice. They give it yeah. ra- wrapped in newspaper. No, no, nobody reads here, so uh... <laughs> no, it wasn't in paper. <laughs> well, all right. Well, Lou, thanks for calling in, man. Anytime, guys. Anytime. Sorry, uh, a little, little, uh, slightly hung over here. You don't sound it at all. No. Uh, what? Huh? <laughs> Ernie's not home right now. <laughs> That's the bridge from Ireland. That's pretty nice, Lou. All right, guys. Got a new theme song. That's good, yeah. New music here. It's my midnight something where you're at. It's 8-something where I'm at in the morning. Thanks right. for hauling your hungover ass up, Lou. Uh, uh, I can smell uh, you from here. Smell them. Think of my tuffles, huh? Think of my last time I got sick of a lot of hay. <laughs> you never come back. I know back. what you were saying. You were saying, huh, so I sick of my last day. Come on, eh? More. You won't be able to understand me when I come back. I know. You're going to be a changed man. Can we have a conversation just real briefly? And you you go ahead and you speak in Irish. So, uh... uh sh- sure. Lou, what, what, part of, what part of the country are you in right now? You uh, had uh, any interesting... What did you eat for dinner last night? And, uh... What are your plans for today? No! 
That was Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Yeah. Oh, my father, I'm going to turn the ship down in your door. You see how it's about? All right, man. <laughs> That's good stuff. Or, or, drinking. Drinking. Just drinking. 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 Just drinking. Drinkin'. Spot of the drink for Lou. <laughs> All right, Lou. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling, Lou. All right, guys. That's it for this uh, segment. Special. Yes, yeah, special. Bridge to Ireland. Colin. Special bridge to bridge Ireland. From Ireland or to Ireland. Or yes. I don't know what the right preposition is. And uh, the penny whistle. Yes, Lou. Lou on the tin whistle. Beautiful. <laughs> That's very nice. Haunting. That's called Irishman's delight. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, <laughs> right. play a few bars of the old Gaelic shame. <laughs> okay, here we go. Gaelic shame, part two. <laughs> that was nice. I'd also like to say goodbye to our listener. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, listener. Thank you. hear just a little bit of the sadness of the the green, green hills of home. Mm. Oh, hold on. The brown, brown hills of home. I think this is going to be a different sound. I've been playing that through my nose. <laughs> it's beautiful. Bring that home with you. Add it to the Man Movie Night Band. See you next week. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. That's it for Bridge from Nowhere for today. Thanks so much for joining us. We want to thank KTOO Alaska Robotics for making it happen. Thanks to Jeff Brown, Scott Burton, and Shelly Delaney for all their help. Thanks to Heather, Allie, and Jen for their continued support. Thanks to dads everywhere today. Happy Father's Day out there, everyone. If you want to find out more about Bridge from Nowhere, go to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and any other place you can find podcasts. Also, we're at bridgefromnowhere.com. Check us out there. When you go to iTunes, don't forget to subscribe. It somehow helps. I'm not sure how. It'd be great, though. That's it. We burn another bridge. Thanks for listening. Thank you.